Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there, my very good friends. Chaotic individual Andy Murray here alongside chaotic individual Adam Cleary for what must be, I don't know, the, the D team when it comes to World Culture Wrestling podcasts, thereabouts. I, I feel like the G team because I would have introduced myself as the Guy Gomer of World Culture Wrestling at the minute. <laughs> it's me sitting bemused on like videos these days being like, I don't know why I'm being asked for to, this falls on me. But yes, very interesting. <laughs> and you can expect more fantastic references like that throughout the course <laughs> of this show. We are here today with the raw preview raw is a television show that happens every monday and today is monday so we are going to preview it but before we begin you can catch us on spotify itunes wherever you get your podcast from down the local chipper the library i don't know um <laughs> we do show reviews we do previews we do top 10 lists editorials interviews and a bunch of other stuff that Wilborn does a much better job of summarizing than anyone else does but here we are Technically, if you got it at the chip shop, it would be a podcast. Hey, look at this. Look at this. We're one minute in and we're already exceeding. <laughs> Has nobody done that yet? Has nobody done that? A podcast about fish and chip shops called The Codcast. If they haven't, I mean, they're leaving billions and billions on the table there. It's another multi-million pound idea I've just put out into the ether for someone to run with. You're welcome. <laughs> well, file the trademark before we get off the show here so we at least get a little cut uh, from the proceedings. But yes, this is the raw preview. Uh this will shock you, Adam Cleary, but at the time of recording, there is next to nothing announced for this show. No! Uh, yeah, shockingly, um, as is usually the case with Raw, it's, it's probably a case that it hasn't been written yet. Um, or it has, it just hasn't been torn up and rewritten yet. <laughs> yes, yes. Who knows what uh, stage of the Raw tear-up life cycle we are on at this current point in time, but it's the night after Hell in a Cell 2022, so, you know, the, the usual buzzwords apply. Fallout! Fallout! What's next? Addresses the WWE universe! There you go. All kinds of stuff will be flying around, no doubt. The next uh, premium live event on the horizon would be Money in the Bank at the beginning of July, so new cycle begins all of that. And yes, Hell in a Cell 2022 will we'll begin with the only place we really can begin, that being Cody Rhodes and his... Yeah! Wow! <laughs> what a tit that is! Gee yeah. Me. So yeah. I'd yeah. My, my going into this, I'd seen all these reports from being injured, and I'd seen sort of you know the, the run of tweets of like we're heading into the summer, and this is the list of wrestlers who are going to be inactive for it, and it was just incredibly depressing reading for anybody who still tries to find any joy or delight in this uh this hobby and interest. And yet, there he was. He actually, he actually worked. And I've seen it. Rego- I've seen it called one of the most compelling wrestling matches of all time. Yeah. How um, bad is this injury then? Is it like? Is he? Is he cooked? 
<laughs> so it it's it it's extremely variable. Um, a torn pec is extremely variable. I'm no doctor, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be recording a raw preview. Um, <laughs> but with these things, it depends on the grade of the tear. So a high grade tear, according to Google, uh, on the medical websites I have found with Google, uh, can take up to four months to heal. Now, wow, this. I, I don't think that counts if you wrestle a 20-minute main event on it. Um, so <laughs> Cody's situation could be extremely variable. But yes, just to fill anyone in who for some reason didn't see this match because it was quite fantastic. Um, yeah, it was I think Dave called it, Dave Meltzer called it the yeah, the most compelling match of all time or something along those lines. Um, I'm not sure I'd go that far, but it was great stuff. Um, so Cody entered Hell in a Cell injured. And he beat Seth Rollins in the night's only true Hell in a Cell match, despite working through this just purple, blue, alien, disgusting thing on his body that he it's could barely use. It's absolutely sensational, isn't it? It's absolutely sensational. It is. It is. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 bruise, perhaps the greatest I've ever seen. Um, the match was built almost entirely around the arm and the pec and all of that stuff, so they they used the real life situation to leverage pro wrestling drama it's textbook classic stuff um it's had quite a mixed response for all the people who loved it i was in that group um a lot of people felt a little bit uncomfortable with this guy being allowed to wrestle and all that stuff i certainly understand that point of view mm. and i'm not going to undermine it um it's a very valid place to be uh, Meltzer spoke about it on wrestling observer radio and expressed similar concerns today and you know if there is a chance that cody has walked in and, and hurt himself even worse then i mean he's made the choice to do that but yep not great across the board it was initially reported that he'd suffered this torn peck while lifting weights and uh, then in a follow-up report it became working a house show he turned himself fightful reported before the show that cody insisted on wrestling and so it transpired so he beat seth he cut a promo after the show uh after it had ended saying he'd imagine he'd have more to say on raw tonight so that's why i've put it in the preview we might hear from cody um yeah a high grade tear can take up the four months to heal but who the heck knows with with this guy wrestling through it um it, he has made very, simultaneously for me a very bold and a very dumb decision and um, if it has worsened it but look i was i was entirely entertained and i'm not gonna uh chastise the guy uh, uh for it although criticism is certainly warranted what do you reckon of this this monstrosity that has become the right hand side of cody Rhodes' body and what, what do you reckon's going on first off i think if there is genuinely possibility he's made it worse then i don't really know how much sort of firefighting him saying it was my choice i wanted to do it actually does because you do have a duty of care as an employer of your yes. uh, independent contractors to not allow them to make those sorts of decisions that can inversely impact their health. Now, I, I imagine this is going to be one of those wrestling stories where we hear about 20 different versions of it, all with the slight different tweak of the minutiae here or someone's idea or his, that, and the other. So we don't, I don't really know which way this is going to go. My only hope is for his safety um, to have done what he's done from a career perspective in terms of, you know, the reaction to this already. There's been a lot of, you know, people have been slightly sniffy about his return and how it's already fallen into some of the tropes that you would have thought would have put him off going there in the first place. And he has done good work in the midst of it, yes, but also here he is doing these long talking segments on Raw and he's wrestling the same guy and blah, blah, blah. So I get that there's the jury is very much still out on the Cody Rhodes WWE return. But when was the last time we had a conversation like this about something the company put on where there was some genuine real life 
you know, drama that they actually used properly and really did heighten the match. And someone's come out of it being really elevated, both in terms of like the current story they're doing and themselves long term as well. Like, provided he's okay, provided there's no horrible conversations we have to have around this about things like duty of care, then I mean, who else? Who else does this? Who else puts themselves yeah. through that? And who else makes this work other than other than Cody Rhodes? And yeah, hats off to him in that regard. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a genuinely compelling hell of a cell match. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> so for him to have done this whilst effectively only having one functioning half of his body is incredible. The pain he must have been in, regardless of the damage he's done, is is just something else. I, I will never have a peck to tear. So it's very <laughs> difficult for me to put myself in his situation. But I've certainly sprained ankles, and I've not then gone and finished the game of football with it. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's kind of a, it's quintessentially Cody Rhodes of this whole situation for me because on one side you get the the clear craftsmanship and and all of that to work an entire match around this injury. I say entire match. There was some other stuff going on as well, but so much of Rollins' assault was focused on that area and Cody. So, I, I mean, does it even qualify as selling if it's legitimately scoring? No, I, so. I don't think it does. Um, but you know that that was the basis of the story of the match. So to be able to work around that is quite remarkable, and it speaks to him as a worker. And um, but of course, the other side of the coin is that yes, absolutely, there is there should be protocols in place, and there should be things um, that a doctor can do to go. Actually, pal, maybe this isn't within your best <laughs> interest. So we'll see what comes out in the wake of this. I think why I say it's the most quintessentially Cody Rhodes thing. It's so chaotic because there's genuine artistic brilliance on one mm. side and then just complete stupidity on the other potentially. And it's so chaotic and nobody can agree on a single thing about it. It seems. I will say that that's become Cody Rhodes's thing the last couple of years, where it's a conversation where on the one half, you just have to appreciate like the craft and the brilliance. And like you say, the artistic merit of what he's done. And then the other side of the conversation is, do we need to really think about the entire structure of the industry as a result yeah. of this happening in the first place? I remember that chair shot. All I mean, yeah. that's, that's the first example of this I can think happening. Or should he have been allowed to bleed that much? Should they ever let him hit himself in the head with a chair? Should he have done this? Should he have done that? But on the other hand, that's pretty awesome. So I guess we just got to kind of go with it. Am I right <laughs> in thinking it's the same thing The Rock did at the very start of the main event with Cena at WrestleMania that time? And he just worked through it. I think so. Um, if it's not the exact same very kind similar. of thing, it's very but similar. But the difference yeah. is, my friend, the difference is The Rock was not blessed with the beauty of the visual of the discoloration of the arm. You just had to find out about it years later and wonder why he seemed a bit you know, funny in the match. Whereas with this, that reveal of the jacket coming off, that's an all-timer of a moment, that. Yeah. That's genuine. You know, for a company that loves making moments, looking at Cody Rhodes and thinking, someone needs to stop this before it even starts. Like, you so rarely get that. Yeah. Ge just ge genuine dramatic heft from all of this. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the conversation on whether or not it should have actually happened will continue long into the week and beyond. Um, but yes, I, for one, look forward to finding out more on tonight's episode of Raw as the fallout from Hell in a Cell uh, continues. My, my only hope is that the pectoral tear is so bad that uh, he is unable to hold the microphone for 20 minutes to explain the whole thing. <laughs> Five will be fine. Ten at a push if they're going to make him say something really dramatic. I just, I don't. As long as it's not a 20 minute talking segment, that'll do me down to the ground. Absolutely. Uh, maybe he could have somebody come out and hold the microphone for him. Who oh, I hope me? not. Yeah, I hope not. Me neither. Um, but one of the big questions 
regarding Cody and his immediate future would be that he'd been pinpointed by many people as a potential contender yeah. for Roman Reigns and the undisputed WWE Universal Intergalactic Championship <laughs> of Doom, uh, whatever we're calling it these days. Um, that, you would think, would be out of the window at least for the next few months now. The, the question of Roman's next possible contender coming out of Hell in a Cell, I think, is interesting. And that's why I put it on here, because while he's not necessarily, well, he's not a raw wrestler, he's a SmackDown wrestler, but you can go wherever you want these days. Um, coming out of Hell in a Cell, a card that was dominated by raw matches, uh, it's interesting to think about. So we'll we'll address this a little bit. Riddle and Randy Orton had both been picked as potential contenders for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, respectively. However, today, Dave Meltzer has reported that WWE is yet to decide on Money in the Bank whether or not Roman will even be on that show, but they could go back to the original plan of Riddle. But it's up in the air very much. Drew McIntyre seems pretty much a lock for Clash at the Castle, I think that if you don't put Drew in a big match for that show, uh, it's a bit of a bummer after 30 years uh, without a UK stadium show, which leaves us following Hell in a Cell with Bob Lashley. Yeah. Um, who defeated Omos and MVP in a handicap match. It wasn't very good, but the feud ended, it seems. So that's that's certainly a positive coming out of it. But yes, he was presented as very clear-cut in his victory. He overcame the two of them. Um He's obviously been feuding with Omos for a while. MVP turned on him. It did feel like the end of this. You can never say for sure that it is because it's WWE. Well, I would, I would like to point out every single time I have to sub in for one of these things, be it be it Wrestle Culture, available every Friday wherever you get your podcast from, or be it like anything I do, if I've been out the loop for long enough, it always feels like there is some match either coming or just finished, which in some way feels like the very end of the Hurt Business storyline. Like two of them are there. Or three of them are there, or one of them that was something. It's got some kind of loose connective tether to that. So when I was quickly going through the results, I was like, oh, I see Bobby Lashley and MVP had a match. And almost is involved now as well. So that's is this the end of that? Well, Cedric Alexander was on the show as well last night. Um, and after months and months of trying to convince MVP to let him rejoin the hurt business, uh, he is now uh not quite mending fences with Bobby, but he had a backstage segment and said, hey, listen, those guys are no good, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, mm, whether or not it's over is very much up in the air, come to think of it. Uh, I, I, honestly, I have no no input on that as a storyline, but I do, I do think Lashley is somebody who they have accidentally stumbled across as a really reliable person for this spot. Um, I don't think he's ever been near the top of people's wish lists or dream matches or fantasy booking, et cetera, et cetera. But every time they've sort of put him into the very top spots, he really over-delivers, I think. Yeah. Certainly the, the WrestleMania matches um, I thought were excellent. Uh, I don't know whether... I'm not I'm not the best positioned person to tell you whether he feels like he's got the right amount of momentum for this at the minute. But if ultimately they're just trying to tread water until Clash in the Castle, which, you know... Very importantly, to, to mark the anniversary of the really famous show they had in England, they're going to be having a Scotsman win the title in Wales because because <laughs> it's all just that's all the same to Vince McMahon, you know that that fits thematically. Um, if all they're doing is putting him in a holding pattern, yeah, the matches will be fine, they'll be entertaining. I, I, Reigns and Lashley doesn't feel like anything that's been oversaturated. Whereas no. you look at all the sort of genuine, genuine, genuine main eventers in that company, you just feel like you've seen it a million times. 
Yeah, they've generally kept them apart for the most part. They've been stationed on separate brands. Uh, obviously, Roman has been the, the champion for coming up two years now. Uh, Lashley's had his time with the belt on mm. Raw. So, yeah, you're right. It's not something they've ran into the ground a million times before. I think Lashley can lose to Roman and not really feel any kind of negative impact uh, with regards to the fabled capital M momentum. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it does seem to be the direction they're heading in. Maybe, I don't know if Roman's going to be on Raw tonight. That might be a bit of a stretch. You'd think they'd pre-advertise him to try and get some attention on the on the show. But hey, it does seem like a logical next step, if nothing else. Maybe we'll get a tag match with him and Cedric versus MVP and almost to just draw a line under this once and for all. We're just we're going with what we've got here. There's no show preview up yet. So I will, I will say I'm more disappointed than I think I thought I would be to hear that Cody Roman this summer isn't potentially happening because when you looked at when he came in, all the options for him and all the matches he started to do, this and the other. Roman was on there obviously because of how big he is in the company. And the idea of doing a title match was clearly something they were going to have to do eventually. But it did feel like let him do a lot of fun stuff, let him do a lot of good, interesting storylines. And then if it's worked, do him against Roman at WrestleMania. I genuinely had, I wanted that sooner rather than later. I think it had gone. Mm-hmm. As, as much as he hasn't really worked anyone beyond Rollins, and obviously, yes, I have seen the gif of Kevin Owens doing the Young Bucks thing over the top of him. It's only really the Rollins storyline we've had since he came in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was ready. I was ready to jump him straight onto Roman after that. I, I think it had gone, even if it hadn't quite delivered at the sort of critical level of matches he was probably looking for, up until last night, I should add. Definitely, there was enough momentum and enough interest in the character, and he was definitely making this work. And Roman felt like, that was the only interesting thing he could do this summer. Yeah, for again, sure. And again, I, I want to say that that's not uh, that's not me saying I don't want to see him go after after Lashley. I think that'll that'll be better than you think it's going to be. But no, nah, man, I, it's 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 wounded me deeply to to think we're not going to be getting Rhodes versus Roman purely because there's some good alliteration in there. Hundred percent. I was in the same boat uh, with regards to Cody. I thought they'd have been smart to do it sooner rather than later. Now it's going to be later, but under different circumstances. So at least with him being off television, there's no risk of him being locked in a crap feud with like Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Well, as I've said every <laughs> single time I've ever talked about wrestling, nothing does your reputation more wonders in WWE than being off television for a yeah. while. People had people had lame era Dean Ambrose at his absolute career worst point feeling like the saviour of the company if only he would come back and then look what they did with him yes indeed uh, went out of that company lest we forget making jokes about his friend's real life battle with leukemia because beefing the writers with, beefing with Nia Jax he went out of course not a great time for Dean Ambrose wonder what happened to that guy yeah he's probably due to come back at some point yeah. he can only presume he's working the indies again <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Having fun on the smaller stages. Anyway, um, we'll talk about the Raw Women's title scene next. Um, not that there was really a clear direction coming last night, but a fantastic triple threat to open the show. Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch and Asuka. Yeah. Um, the finish was essentially that Lynch had done the hard work. Uh, she hit the manhandle slam on Asuka, had it won, but then got lobbed out of the ring by Bianca, who stole the pin on Asuka. Very interesting outcome. I think a lot of people, myself included, would have picked Asuka to get the singles title shot coming out of this with Becky taking mm. the pin, so the other way around. Um, it's possible now that we might see another go-back of Becky versus Bianca. It's obviously a feud we've seen a lot recently. Yes. Um so that's a prospect. There's also the chance that we could pivot over to someone like Rhea Ripley, who was victorious as the Blue Man Group faced Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor last night. That was a good match, to be fair. I shouldn't mock them, but, you know, the blue light sucks. Um, so, yeah, the Raw Women's title scene appears to be wide open right now. I think Ripley is certainly a long-term, a very interesting person to run against Belair. They have not really done that uh, in these current character guises. What do you reckon? Would you get to that first, or would you do another Becky match? I would just like to, like to posit the uh, the theory that I can't believe you've allowed to slip past that that big brain of yours. Is that it doesn't matter how the end of that match went? WWE might just do Asuka anyway, and we might <laughs> say, well, logically, you'd think if they were setting Asuka up, then she would have come out looking as strong as possible, rather than letting her eat the pin. Whereas, how WWE to you does it feel to be able to say in two weeks' time? I was a bit surprised at this, yeah, because obviously Asuka just ate dirt. She ate a lot of dirt in that match. And then, oh, lo and behold, she's the number one contender. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the direction they go, because it does feel... I don't want to I don't want to say, like, people are tired of Belair versus Lynch, because every match of that I've seen has been excellent. Like, I, it was my favourite match at WrestleMania. Well, the best. I don't say it was the best, but it was certainly my favourite match at WrestleMania this year. Um, so I've got no problems with seeing it again. But, you know, people waited so long for Asuka to come back. And again, nothing does your reputation more work in WWE than being away for a while, and I think yeah, they haven't they haven't quite degraded the interest in us sufficiently for people not to want that match. They've got a very short window in which to do it. I would do it now, but I don't know. Maybe they see that as a SummerSlam match. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, I think Bianca Asuka one on one is a very interesting prospect. So I'd have rather I'd rather they'd kept it protected a little bit with a finish last night. Um, not that it really hindered my enjoyment of the match. I thought it was just a tremendous job, and Bianca really came off looking like a million dollars, as she always does, tremendous superstar prospect. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Ripley certainly 
the judgments the judgment day stuff the the presentation is very divisive but i don't think her ability is in any question whatsoever so plenty of fresh exciting options for me for bianca bellier who is consistently one of the best things on the show has been for a while um she's improved leaps and bounds since she first came in and i still feel like she hasn't even hit her ceiling yet so exciting things ahead one thing i will say and i'm sure somebody will correct me on this if i'm wrong i think raya ripley currently positioned on raw offers wwe an opportunity to do something i can't remember ever seeing certainly not in this like this era of them actually taking women's wrestling seriously i can't remember a time seeing a challenger go for a belt with the backing of a stable of men Ah, you know yeah. what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like your mind instantly goes back to, oh, you know, Stephanie McMahon had, you know, she took the belt off because she had DX on us. But that was that was Stephanie McMahon parading around like a bit of a tit, and it was used purely <laughs> as a bit of a, as a bit of a gimmick. Like in, in an age where like they just literally go, here is a credible wrestler, here is another credible wrestler. They are going to fight for the women's championship. I've never. It's such a. It's such an imbalancing of the odds to have like not just a stable behind them, but a stable of Edge and Damian Priest. Yeah, and what what a challenge that represents for someone like Bianca Belair because then do they end up having to find her some friends to, to offset this? Does, does she end up having to effectively go it alone against against something you would you would probably classify in the pantheon of WWE logic that she would in theory have no chance against whatsoever? Um, and given that they won, she's got the capital M momentum going there. I imagine they're going to keep them looking strong for for a good old while. So yeah. that's. So so rarely when you're talking about WWE television, do you think, you know, I've never seen them do that. Oh, I've got no idea how they would handle that. So I think it's, it's certainly an interesting prospect. I wouldn't write Ripley out of the conversation entirely at this point. Again, I still think Asker's the way to go. I would still love to see them do Asker at SummerSlam. But if you want something to kill a month, there you go. Throw it down. Throw it down. Interesting possibilities there as well. You could get the, the street profits involved if you wanted to even it yeah, out. Yeah, that's, 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 um, that's there as an option. Yeah, um, plenty of choices, and it would be a nice thing to pivot into that they could probably get several months out of if they wrote it the right way. So, hey, um, right, we'll finish this show on the one thing that is actually announced for, for Raw this week, and I've saved the best till last, Adam Cleary, uh, the return of Maurice. She's coming back. <laughs> she's been away for the grand sum of about two months. Uh, so, sorry, if you just let us talk all the way through the potentials, the different combinations <laughs> available to that women's division... <laughs> And you've gone, oh, actually, they've announced what's, where, which direction they go. Well, there's your answer, mate. There you are. That's it's the summer of Maurice. That's why she's coming back. Uh, so they announced this last week. The the Miz announced it himself. Now, you know, you think of <laughs> Maurice coming back to TV. What's going to happen here? Is she, is she going to be in this woman's title feud? Is she going to be involved in some kind of big game-changing angle? Are we going to have a match? Is she going to start a feud? Maybe we're going to build to some kind of a mixed tag match with her and Miz versus somebody else. No, the answer is that the third season of Miz and Mrs. premieres on yes! USA immediately yes! after Raw. So that's why Maurice is on the show. Uh, Can you believe it? Can you believe the billions of years the universe <laughs> existed for and you get to be alive on the Monday that both Love Island and Miz and Mrs. come back? Oh, my goodness gracious. What a night of television we've got in store. Three hours of Raw. Well, we got how long's Love Island? One hour? Uh, it's the first episode, so it might be a bit longer at time. But it starts at 9 TV2. So we got that, and then we can follow it all up with a nice big serving of Ms. and Maurice returning inexplicably for season number three. I say inexplicably, I've never watched a minute of this show. It might be great for all I know. Ms. Um, and, and Mrs. got more seasons than the original run of Twin Peaks. 
there's that's that's a ah tell that to Michael Sidgwick when we're back in the office. I'm sure you'll have a great time with that. Um, so I I don't really have an educated guess on what she might do here. Ms said it was going to be a celebration. Um, that will surely be interrupted by some baby face. Uh, last week, Miz got into it with the Street Profits on the microphone in a Miz TV segment before all the weird guys from the 24-7 division came <laughs> down and did their weird guy stuff. Um, it, per, before that, Miz had been on the periphery of Austin Theory's US title feud with Mustafa Ali, which was wrapped last night, I think, when, when surprise, surprise, Ali lost in his hometown of Chicago. No. Shockingly. So, uh, Maybe something involving those human beings. Maybe nothing at all. Maybe just a Ms. TV episode where they go, hey, it's on after the show and nothing happens. Who knows? But Maurice is on the show. Any chance Maurice wins the 24-7 title? Yes, 100%. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Um, I don't recall who left it, left with it last week. There was someone involving Tamina, and I, I don't know. But there's absolutely every chance. I mean, it's the banter belt, isn't it? I mean, she's not. She's not currently pregnant, is she? No, no. She's almost. She's she's, she's cycling off a current one of her pregnancy <laughs> cycling runs. Off, like, cycling <laughs> off one of her pregnancy runs. Yeah, why not then? Give, <laughs> let, let have a go. Cycling off a pregnancy run like it is steroids. Um. Yeah, there you are. We'll see what Maurice does on tonight's show. But that's about all we have. We got nothing else on the on the docket here. Um. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to quickly see if they've announced anything while we've been doing this? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, a quick, a quick trip to the old Google. Uh, what have WWE on? Wait, no, not on Fox. That's just SmackDown, isn't it? <laughs> uh, WWE on USA. Uh, WWE. I'll just do that. I'll do the main account. Well, if you put WWE into Twitter, the first thing that comes up is the WWE account. The second thing that comes up is our truth. <laughs> uh, they want to know what you pick for best match was last night. Uh, a clip of Cody Rhodes, uh, a little clip of Theory. Uh, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing, nothing at all. Although nothing. I will say, uh, I like Happy Corbin's shirt. That's nice. Yes, he got stretchered out last night, Happy Corbin, uh, beaten up by his good old pal, Madcap Moss, who is still called Madcap Moss, even after breaking away from the thing. But that's a SmackDown issue, I guess. So... Who knows? That's not a raw problem. Raw has its own problems. It certainly does. But thank you for joining us for this uh, typically nothing announced <laughs> preview for Raw. Uh, the Codcast. Always... Thank you for joining us for the Codcast. There you go. I think actually on last week's Raw preview, they spent about half an hour talking about double or nothing because <laughs> there was <laughs> nothing else to, to put together for Raw. But yes, thank you for joining us today. You can follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Adam Cleary on Twitter at, at Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow Andy Murray at You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for HIP. I'm running out of material, so there's a noise for you. Right, cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.